The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Ah, oh, Jess, I'm, I'm a little sad today. You know, I've been podcasting for like a, my, the whole year and I just feel like I haven't made a name for myself. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I won't even make the yearbook, the yes. podcasting yearbook yeah. that comes out once a year yeah. for all podcasts. Is your quote going to be, raw? <laughs> <laughs> well, better than my actual senior quote. Um, oh, what was so, it? Yeah. Was it bad? No, it wasn't that bad. It was, um, don't dream it, be it from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, okay. It's a reference. It's not too bad. I'm pretty sure yeah. mine was like some stupid song quote that I instantly regret now because it was about like a boyfriend at the time. How lame is that? Oh, that's embarrassing. Isn't that embarrassing? That's awful. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving on from that embarrassing story. Um, <laughs> we're here with a very special guest today. Somebody who talks about uh, kids in school on their podcast. We're here with the quote unquote touchdown Tommy from Declassified Survival Guide podcast and the Star Wars podcast. Hi, Tommy. How are you? I'm good. You know, I was a little nervous coming into this, but I actually snuck into your guys' houses. I found your uh, notes for for the podcast. So, 
it may some may call it cheating, but I, I feel really prepared for this. You knew exactly <laughs> what was coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew the embarrassing story was coming. <laughs> That's good. I'm surprised that you were able to make it since I always do my notes in like the 12th hour. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's the one who does them like minutes before the podcast. Meanwhile, I've had mine done since like Saturday because I can't help myself. <laughs> so like good job like rushing to me and then rushing back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually in the house like next door to you. It was like a, it was a really uh, rush job. <laughs> See you through the window. I have my... Uh, Abby Morgan binoculars. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, so we're here talking season two, episodes 20 and 21 of Boy Meets World. Quite an interesting pair of episodes focusing on a lot of Joey and Frankie content, which I was not quite ready for. Um, yeah, but we asked for it. That's the thing. Like, we were we like, did. you know what? I We could see more Joey and Frankie. And then that's what we got. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I was thinking, though, I wanted to talk about, like, the Frankie, like, the softer sides of Frankie. Didn't quite oh. get that yet. Um, not quite there yet. But, Tommy, why don't you walk us through kind of your your history with Boy Meets World and why you wanted to come on and talk about it? Yeah, I mean, growing up uh, in, in New York, uh, I mean, I guess this was anywhere. It's not relative to New York. I feel like they always played reruns of Boys Meets World. Mm-hmm. Like, I come home from school, I was always on. So I would watch it all the time, out of order. Never knew what episodes were on. But I was a big fan of Boys Meets World. And definitely, like, when they got into the college years, like, I feel like that's when I started to actually start watching it. Um, because I don't, I don't think it was done when I was still a wee, wee lad. Yeah, I but, think it, we, Sarah, when did it start again? Was it 93 or 95? Um, it starts in 93 and it ends in 98. Okay, so there you go. So okay. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so probably a little bit like- <laughs> too early for you to have watched it when it was on the air. But yeah, on ABC Family, I think is when they constantly ran the, the reruns on it. They ran it a lot. Yeah, I remember it was, it was on... All the time, so I was a big fan. I actually was a Frankie fan, and I think it's because of Remember the Titans was like one of my favorite movies, and I just see mm-hmm. him from Remember the Titans uh, in this. I do have a correction. Oh no, already? It, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Fact checker, fact checker. Um, it, the last episode was May fifth, two thousand. Oh, okay. So it just ends later than you thought. Yeah, yeah. That tra- yeah. that tracks so. though. Yeah, those two years. Those are the two years I got into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. to 2000. Can't forget those two years. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I I agree. Like, I, I like, I liked Frankie, but, like, I feel like the reason I liked Frankie, like, we're not there yet in the show. Um, Joey always just, like, annoyed the shit out of me. I find him to be just very annoying. I don't know why, but the minute that he go- he says yellow, I had that in my head, and I was like, I remember this exact phrase from him. And I don't know if he says it in the future or if that's just me remembering this specific episode. But um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of Frankie and Joey content this week between the two episodes. Um, we can let's let's jump right in. Let's talk about Pop Quiz, which was the first one we we, uh, we watched this week. Um, Corey and Sean are playing football in the hallway and accidentally hit Frankie. They're very nervous. They're about to just get like beat the shit out of. So they run away, and then it turns out that, Sarah, I think you mentioned this in our last podcast, that Harley is off to juvenile boot camp, and apparently he's yeah. not coming back. Yeah, so he does come back um, in a season or so, but at this point in time, 
the actor that plays Harley Kiner needs to take needed to take a mental health break, actually. So um, so then last episode was the only time that we got a replacement Harley. And now we see this storyline that they've written in for the actor where Harley is off at juvenile delinquency center boot camp, juvenile boot camp. And um, apparently he loves it. He's thriving at juvenile boot camp and he doesn't want to come home, which makes Frankie and Joey really sad because they're like, oh, no, he got a new gang. And, you know, Tommy, what is a lackey if you are a lackey for none? You just you have no purpose. I really think that that. I felt for them when they were like almost like shut down robots. So you just were sitting there like with sad puppy dog faces on. Um, I wanted to give them like a little buddy. Yeah. Like Hunnick because they were on screen and I was here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next yeah, door to our them. Sarah. They both seem like they need a, a boss. You know, they're like the betas and they need like an alpha to boss them around. Um, and this is when Corey and Sean kind of realized like, oh, like, I guess we can mess with them a little bit. They don't have Harley to kind of, you know, show them what to do. Beat us up. Um, yeah, they have full reign now to be complete dicks. Yeah. And of, and here's the thing. Like, of course, they're going to be like, don't be stupid, guys. Like, eventually they're going to get their mojo back and they're you're going to be really shitting bricks when they're trying to shove you into some lockers for payback. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Frankie is still three sizes uh, three times the size of Corey, like, lest we forget. Yeah. They were such doofuses in this first episode. I Like, <laughs> between this and the actual, like, pop quiz part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, Corey and Sean, what are you guys doing? Like, like, and even, like, Eric with, with uh, Joey and Frankie. I'm like, this is, a, this is a prime opportunity. And I feel like everyone missed out on what they could take the most advantage of. These bullies at this point, don't have to be bullies. We just lead them down a certain path. Yeah. You could help them. Yeah, no, yeah. I felt like everybody's actions made no fucking sense this episode in terms of like, yeah, you're exactly right. This is a good opportunity to show Frankie and Joey they don't have to be lackeys. They don't have to be bullies. They can change their ways and become, you know, civilized and nice. Um, but nobody seemed to take that opportunity. The one who benefited the most, uh, we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so then of course they're playing football and Feeney catches the ball. Look at Feeney, the football player, <laughs> killing it. Touchdown Feeney is what <laughs> they should call him. Yeah. And he's pissed at Sean and Corey because they did so poorly on a test. Like in the like, what was it? 12 and like a nine or something insane like Sean that. Sean got a 12 and Corey got a 16. Is yeah. this out of 50? Is this out of a hundred? It has to be out of a hundred. What kind of quiz is I that? I think a hundred. Well, no, quizzes are normally out of 50 and tests are normally out of 100. Really? My tests, my quizzes were always out of 100. Like, everything was always out of 100. I don't know. I'm, like, really far away from school. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I am too, but Tommy, what do you think? Did, what, do you, what about your schooling? Did they ever have quizzes out of 50? I'll be honest. I don't remember the differences between a quiz or a test. Like, it's been so <laughs> far that I'm just like, yeah, we took things and they graded us. Yeah. Yeah, we never but, did, like, letter grades in my school. But, it was always number yeah. grades. Yeah, but, like, then if both are worth 100 points, then what's the weight difference between a quiz and a test? One, they were weighted heavier. So, like, your quiz was worth, like, 10% of your grade. A test was worth, like, 25% or something like that. But they still Mm -hmm. had the same scoring metric. 
Yeah. Well, nonetheless, Feeney yells at them to open a book multiple times. Yes. And I love the line of um, because Corey's like, oh, I stink or something like that. And Feeney's like, oh, if you if you stink, then Sean, you're as odoriferous as a dead man in July. Is that the word? I don't know how to pronounce this word, but it sounded fancy when he said it. Odiferous? Maybe it's odiferous. That, I think that's um, something that Mr. Turner teaches as one of his books every week. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. And then I, I did love the running gag, even if it's stupid, even if it's silly, of, do you ever open a book? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went so gags. long, though. Like you, Sean never let it down. I love how it came up later. And we'll get into it. It's like in the room, and he still does the, the what? <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's, like, this happened in a different episode, too, right? This, like, what? Like, I think she, this is not the first time that Sean has done this in this season. Sean has been having, like, the one-word bits mm-hmm. that carry on throughout the episode. That's been his, like, his thing this season, which I like. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Um. So it turns out that Mr. Turner says they have book reports. They didn't even apparently know they had book reports, too. Um, they're already late, but Turner is really nice, as always, and gives them extension. But he says they have to drop them off at his apartment over the weekend, which is kind of weird. Like, nowadays, that would not fly. Um, in this show, I guess it's okay. But, you know, maybe back in the day that was acceptable if you're in, like, Philly, where you can kind of get to people's houses easily. But kind of weird. Kind of strange. I only knew. I don't know. I never knew where any of... Um, my teachers lived but I did know for whatever reason there was this one teacher where we all knew where she lived because like her house was like a couple of streets down from the elementary school but I never went in there and that teacher hated me so yeah I feel like it's like a, a big deal to go into a teacher's house and like I don't think the school would be okay with especially no. like he's like taking his shirt off like uh, yeah, he yeah. has like a like a uh, like a tank underneath. But come on, Mister Turner, like you need to you need to make sure you protect yourself from any you know questionable things. That, yeah. You know. No, that's a good point. Yeah, and then nowadays, like I said, it's like it, it definitely wouldn't have happened on a show. But it is kind of strange to see it on this show. Um, so we're we're back at the Matthews residence. Morgan is making her own sandwich. Honestly, best Morgan plot line so far, in my opinion. <laughs> she. The only Morgan plotline so far in the season. I mean, sadly, this is as much Morgan as we get in like the entire se- uh, like season two. Like, she really, this kid was like really like I hate my job and I don't want to come and say two lines. Yeah. Well, and they were like, we got to do something with the family. This is literally the only scene in this episode with the family at all, and it has nothing to do with any of the plots. It's just like. She's making a sandwich. Yeah. And, like, I kind of want to try that sandwich now. We should have all made that and come on and do it. Uh, yeah, for those who didn't rewatch the episode, it's Wonder Bread, Cheese Whiz, and Lucky Charms. Sounds disgusting. Like, the only thing I guess I could say is I am a fan of, like, a crunch in a sandwich. So, like, when I was a kid, you know, you throw some potato chips on your sandwich, get a nice crunch in there. Lucky Charms, probably not what I would choose. And I definitely don't think I'd be touching Cheese Whiz at this stage in my life. But... Uh, Alan likes it. He thinks it's great. Have you tried Fruit Loops on Pita yet, though? I don't like Fruit Loops. I don't know if that's a hot take. Not a Fruit Loop fan. I've tried might them. Be a, might be a hot take. Is it? Tell me, do you like Fruit yeah. Loops? 
I do enjoy the Fruit Loops, but I'm also like an old man when it comes to cereal. Like, I like Raisin Bran. Oh, I do too. Raisin Bran Crunch? Yes. It's the crunch. I love crunchy cereal. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm an old woman when it comes to cereal. I really like the Special K Vanilla Almond. All-time fave for me. We have that at my house. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. Honey Bunches of Oats. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I don't really need a sugary cereal at this point in my life. I feel like there are, this is going to sound crazy. I feel like there are like breakfast cereals and there are like dessert cereals. So like a dessert cereal is like a Reese's Puff, you know, with like a lot of sugar in it. Because like that you kind of want is like a late night snack. And in the morning, I'd rather have like something like a Raisin Bran Crunch, I think. Yeah, sometimes I'll put them on ice cream. Like you have like a little vanilla ice cream, you put some cocoa puffs on top of that. That is genius. Oh my I God. I love that. Now I need to try that. That does, that sounds delicious. Yeah. My old fave used to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I just, I don't know if I can touch it now yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. Might Ooh. be a little shrimpy. Yeah. Um, Might be good in the sandwich good. though. The Cinnamon Toast Shrimp Sandwich. I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, by the way, that guy, so Topanga. Oh, right, I right, mean, right. This is very relevant. It so is. obviously... That story about the Cinnamon Toast Crunch um, shrimp is Topanga's husband. And she, like, defended her husband in this and said, like, this is disgusting that this happened. Um, He disappeared. He hasn't been around since that whole incident because people were making, like, coming out and saying that he wasn't a great guy. And then what my my newest update is Topanga, um, well, Daniel Fischel, Announced on her birthday, which was Cinco de Mayo, the fifth, that she's pregnant with her second kid. Whoa. So, so her and Shrimp Boy are having a second child. Shrimp Boy. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations Maybe. to her and her baby uh uh, uh to be shrimp popper. Shrimp popper. <laughs> Maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch is an aphrodisiac. Yeah, it's the shrimp, right? They say, like, clams or something are. So that's what it was. It was the shrimp in the yep. cereal. Um, yeah. I'm Interesting. He put some shrimp yep. in her cereal. There you go. <laughs> it kind of works when you think okay. about it. You probably didn't want to think about it. Anyway, so um, Eric won tickets to a water park, and apparently they're forcing him to bring Corey, which he really doesn't want to do know why they're forcing him to bring Corey. he won them he should be able to do whatever he wants with them that's a good point but that's like such a typical like parent thing to their older child it's mm-hmm. like leave me alone like let me let eric bring the hot girls in bikinis yeah i did think alan had a great line where he's like because eric said something about uh uh i, I just picture bikinis or whatever and, and alan goes well that's up to Corey if yeah. he wants to wear the bikini or not that was good. i like that line too that was a good line yeah alan has had some zingers lately i appreciate him um so we're we're in Corey's bedroom and Corey and sean are talking about how like their ancestors were slackers so their laziness must run in the family um I love when Corey shoots the basketball and misses, and of course it lands in Feeney's yard. Open a book! <laughs> Typical Feeney. Tommy, are you a slacker or a goof-off? Like, were your ancestors, if not you, were your ancestors slackers <laughs> or goof-offs? I think I'm more, I think my ancestors, the, the Pizzullo name, were probably goof-offs over mm-hmm. slackers. Yeah. 
Jessica, were your ancestors slackers or goof-offs? Definitely goof-offs. I don't think there's much slacker genetics in, in my family too, too much. Maybe my brother. I think if they were, all of those got lumped into my brother, and I was lucky I missed out on those. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I come of the slackers, maybe. Yeah, you, you got the slacker genetics. <laughs> yeah, I got the slackers. It's okay. Well, I mean, there has to be, if you have to be one or the other, there's a 50-50 shot that you'll, you're the slackers. Yeah, watching this episode with, you know, here and in earlier with, with Turner and uh, Feeney, don't you think they'd be a great spinoff, uh, buddy cop, like bad yes. cop, good cop? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They've been the stars of the season, really. I really love their interactions. I love Turner in general, but I really thought that it, they did a good job at, like, bringing on a character that could kind of battle against Feeney a little bit. Um, because before he really just had no one to bounce off of besides the students. I really, really like him having Turner to go back and forth with. Yeah. Did you ever do this in school? Uh, use a movie to do your book reports. They copy the back of the movie box. I don't even know if they watched the movies. That's what's sad. <laughs> I just did Spark Notes. I don't know if I did the movie. Oh, yeah. I, like the worst I feel like I did was like I'd go to Spark Notes and be like, cool, cool, cool. Now I know this book 100 percent. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what about you? Um, I've definitely done this before. Uh, most recently, like freshman year of college, it wasn't a book report, but I don't think. But I definitely had to watch Gone with the Wind. And I used, I did a terrible job with my report on Gone with the Wind. And I just remember it's like, I, you know, that move, number one, it was a rookie move choosing Gone with the Wind for a report because the movie is like five hours it's long. insanely long. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like no wonder I like, like totally spaced and didn't fully. I like, I like totally messed up that book, that whole book report or movie report. It is a book. I had the book, and the book's really long too. Mm-hmm. So it has didn't, an intermission or, or intermission, I believe. Like that's how long it is. Oh, the movie with, yeah. the, with a point to take a break. That's awful. That was such a bad, bad decision. Yeah, I think the only time I really used like Spark Notes was when we did Shakespeare in high school, just to kind of help me understand the material because it's you know how Shakespeare is. It's kind of hard to understand. So I think that's yeah. the only time I remember really using it. Um, but yeah, this is their plan to go copy the back of the movie box for their book reports. Um, we're back Good work. E- yeah. Yeah. I, I, it would maybe possibly work if they weren't complete morons about it. Uh, but yeah. we'll get there. Um, we're back in the hallway. Corey decides to press his freaking luck and taunt Joey and Frankie with milk money. Uh, they don't know what to do because they need a new leader. And of course they see Eric who blackmails Corey. Um, because he knows about the movie rental and he's going to tell their parents if Corey doesn't hand over his ticket for the um, water park. Uh, would this, Tommy, do you have any siblings? I do. I have four brothers. Oh, wow. Yo, geez, Louise. Would this have ever happened in your household? Where do you fall in the, in the order? I'm the middle child. Oh, no. And Always forgotten. <laughs> it was it would probably happen, but it would probably be my youngest brothers who are twins. They were, like, the cool ones. It's like all of us were kind of, like, the nerdy ones. Mm-hmm. And then I was, like, the transitional period where I kind of, like, did the football, but then also was nerdy. Mm-hmm. And then the twins were, like, the cool kids that would be, like, the Eric's of the group. I forgot that Eric's cool now. Like, I forgot this is, like, when we're in that phase where, like, yeah. Eric isn't, like, a doofus and he's, like... Yeah, he's not quite you know. stupid, stupid yet. He's just, yeah, he's cool. He gets girls. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, did you like his pickup line? Our bodies are 98% water. Let's go to our natural habitat. 
It would work on me. Yeah, absolutely. He's asking Jasmine who we've met before. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. What episode was she in? I recognized her, but I couldn't remember what one she was in. Like, what was her? What did she do? She was on the air and she was the girl, one of the girls that tried to get a date on the um, lunchtime lust. Oh, that's right. That was her. Yes. They almost kissed. She almost kissed Corey. That's right. So she's just getting with all the Matthews boys, I guess. She really likes those Matthews men. Exactly. Watch out, Alan. You're next. (laughs) So. um, Which which we might preference. Yes. So. So Eric blackmails Corey and the Frankie and Joey are very impressed. In fact, I'm pretty sure they say they get all tingly, (laughs) which is quite the line. Um, so we know what's gonna happen. They're gonna they see Eric as their next leader. I I mean, I guess I could see what they see in him, but Eric just does not scream leader to me, Tommy. I don't know. He has confidence, but it's like he's not looking out for the whole group. Like I feel like Eric's gonna do what's best for Eric. And I feel like if you have some lackeys like, yes, like Harley did what's best for Harley, mm-hmm. but Harley I feel like took care of his boys as well. I don't see Eric ever being able to do that. But, like I was saying earlier, Eric, you are not good for them, but they are good for you. Like, A, they won't harass you Mm -hmm. if they're with you. And B, they can do fun stuff. I don't know. They probably have some fun things they do. They, they, maybe one of them does magic tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know Frankie's good at poetry. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Joey looks like he could be a magic (gasps) guy. You know what it is? I figured it out. I figured out what Eric should have done. Because we know from next episode that things are going to go horribly wrong between, like, Frankie and Joey and, like, Corey and Sean, or mainly Corey. I feel like what Eric could have done is he gets, he gets for Joey and Frankie, like, in his, like, posse, in his crew. He has Frankie write poetry for girls he wants to pick up. That was what he should have done. Sarah, what do you think of that? Yeah, no, that would work. That would definitely work. Um, I like that a lot. Um, Yeah, I think that the thing is, is that like, I don't even think Eric is the leader between him and Jason. I think that Jason is the one that like bosses Eric Hmm. around and tells him what to do. So if anything, maybe they should have targeted Jason and Jason probably would have loved the attention. That's a really good point. The only thing with Jason is I feel like even if he is the one bossing Eric around, I feel like he's, like, the man behind the man. Like, he doesn't mm, look yes. like he's the one who's in charge. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right, 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 right. But, yeah, so they're planning on targeting Eric as their new leader, new head haunt show, replacement for Harley. Um, we now see the first sight of Turner's apartment. We've never seen this before, so this is new. Um, yeah, this is, like, a... a iconic setting like i know this place yes we have seen this we will see this place a lot in the future um and they get there to turn in their book reports book (laughs) reports quote unquote and they immediately like you know i think turner's like oh he's getting ready for a date so he has to go get dressed oh you guys like make yourselves comfortable get yourselves a drink and of course they start like snooping immediately sarah i'm sure you can vibe with this yeah, yeah, I would be all over this. I'll be all, all over this. Um, so we got the fish tank and the CDs. Yes. Okay, so if I see a stack of CDs, 110% I'm going through the CDs. Like, that's without a doubt. Do, would I drop it in the fish tank? I don't think so. Um, and, like, a, a toy car? That's a toy. Like, of course we would touch the toy car, even though it, like, totally, like, knocks over all this crap. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think that this is like totally fine. Um, I like I go to the fridge. I would check out whose numbers are on the fridge. This is a great time. Tommy, what about you? Are you a snooper if you're if you're in someone's house that, you know, maybe is new to you? Are you looking through their things like Sean and Corey? If they're not there, maybe. But I think I would be too nervous to get caught. Yeah. So I'd probably snoop with my eyes. Like, yeah, without I would just, touching like, I wanna, things. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't touch anything, but I'd be like, my eyes would be very wide open mm-hmm. looking around his apartment. Uh, but I want to know what CDs. I know what top CD he had, cause, but I want to be able to look through through all the cities, unfortunately. But yeah, I think what they did, I mean, he was taking a long time. Obviously, I think it was part of his plan. Right. But like, you were just putting a shirt on. That should take you like two seconds, Turner. Yeah, maybe he had to do like deodorant and cologne and stuff. Maybe Mm -hmm. some aftershave. You know, you never know. But yeah, so they find, they find Miss Tompkins' phone number. They find, they they were like, oh, you must be going on a date with her. Ooh. Um, which, like, honestly, anybody with eyes could see that they're super flirty in school. So this should not come as a pr- surprise to Corey and Sean, but they must just be oblivious, honestly. Um, and this is when Sean finds next week's lessons plans. And they find out about a pop quiz. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this means we can study for it. Which, like, this must be, like, the first time they've ever studied in their life anyway. So... I was surprised that that was the first thought that came to their mind. Not like, let's see if we could find the answers to the pop quiz instead. <laughs> so we've seen them do that before. What do you think, Sarah? Um, I mean, I think that if I saw the lesson plan, it would be too tempting not to look. Of course I would look. Um, I think, I, I mean, this is obviously another long con um, from, like, Turner. Mm-hmm. Typically, Feeney's the king of the long cons. But I think that this was a, ca- a collaboration between Feeney and Turner. Because um, we see at the end that there was money on this um, mm-hmm. wager. So, um, I mean, knowing Feeney, he probably was the brains behind this operation. Um, so, I think that... It's a good thing that the boys saw this because it made a point that if they just studied and like, you know, took the things that they learned from school, then they can be successful students, which um, they I mean, this is really one of the first times they actually like earned their good grades, even though they knew the pop quiz was coming. Right, exactly. So this was all ends up being a ploy by Turner. Um, and I love when he comes out and he has like the two shirt options and he asks them which one they like and they pick one and he immediately picks the other one. <laughs> He's like, no, your your opinions are obviously trash. So um, and then they, they both they run out of the apartment. Oh, my my book is due back. I have to rewind it. Uh, the good old days of rewinding VHS tapes coming into play here. Um, be kind, rewind. Yes, be kind, rewind. Uh, so yeah, so we're we're back in the hallway. Joey and Frankie are dressed like Eric, who is dressed like he goes to a country club. Like, have we, Tommy? Have we ever seen Eric in this kind of getup before? No, my thoughts are maybe he did it to try to like get them not like to back off. Like, oh, I'm just gonna wear a ridiculous outfit with like the sweater tied around my neck. And no way do they have this. They just all seem to have these, like, classy outfits. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is an Eric look. It's definitely not a Frankie and Joey look. No. No, they were much more of a fan of, like, a dark shirt and, like, a leather jacket. More so than a than a sweater over the shoulders type of situation that was going on. 
I was so tickled by this. I thought this was so funny. It's like, of course, they're going to copy like Eric's look. Mm-hmm. It's like, and um, especially later when they were like talking about the LLB yeah. catalog. Oh, my God. It was so funny. I loved it. Yeah. When Frankie says like, oh, I'm glad vertical stripes are in. <laughs> that was very funny. It was hilarious. Um So, yeah, so they, you know, Eric's like, why are you following me? And they're like, you know, we're here to serve. You know, we're like magic genies, but on a smaller scale. And they even like put a seventh grader in Eric's locker as like um, like a gift. Kind of like when, yeah, it's like a gift, like when cats bring their (laughs) owner like a mouse. It's yeah. like here Here's my gift to you It's a 7th grader think, And like Eric's like No you can go You can go Yeah I think I'd prefer Like an edible arrangement To a 7th grader In my locker Personally I, And the, again These lockers are massive And also Not for nothing But didn't we decide That that locker Was like Somebody else's Just the other episode ago Like it was uh, it was it was Frankie's. Now it's Eric's, and the next episode it's Sean's. I can't keep up. The, it's like these magical hallways that keep changing. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the Universal Locker. Oh, and we'll get into that in a little bit as well. All these classrooms changing too, Tommy. This is a wild time that they expect us not to see this. Maybe it's just like a rotating system. You know, they're trying to keep things fresh. So you just have a locker for a week. Then we rotate. (laughs) Now you get the locker. (laughs) What's funny to me is that they could have fixed this continuity problem by just giving him like the locker next to it. Like there's so many lockers in that hallway. Just give him the other one that's literally like two feet to the right. Should we start doing that with uh, podcasts? Like, oh, like, you'll get the podcast this week. And then we'll just, everyone will just keep rotating it's their like podcasts Renap, around. But with guests just rotating all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that was it was a bit strange. Um, but Eric is not really pleased. He doesn't really like having them hanging around. And we talked about this. Like, he could have done something great here. And he, I mean, I suppose he is smart enough and he comes up with a plan to get rid of them. But I feel like you could have used them for good versus used them for evil. Um, and here we are with Turner and he's announcing the pop quiz. Oh my gosh, you caught us completely off guard. Anybody need one of my 50 number two pencils? <laughs> I like how they like literally got the entire stack of like um, what Taikangaronga pencils. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's like we, I, I, I'm, I never was able to say it correctly, but they got like the hunter pack and sharpen them before class yeah ticonderoga ones yeah oh ticonderoga ticonderoga yeah it's it's in it's in new york that's how i know it i want to know like why they would be like let's pick the most complicated i think it's like a native american something or other so i think that's probably why because you know there's like onondaga and like all of those ones and ticonderoga i believe don't quote me on that but i believe it's native american but yeah it's they have so many number two pencils, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. We didn't know there was a pop quiz today. <laughs> they're the worst. Like, Corey and Sean are the worst actors, not the actors themselves, but Corey and Sean are horrible at this, Tommy. Yeah, they're, they're awful, and like, I just can't get over the fact that they didn't figure out that this wasn't cheating. Like, by looking at the lesson plan, like, are they that dumb that they're like, oh man, we really got one over on old <laughs> Mr. Turner. Here we go. And I'm like, this. it's not like it's the answers. Like you said, it's not like they found, like, the secret answers to the pop quiz. They just found out what it's about. And, like, it's not like this is their first day in school. They've been in school for a long period of time. <laughs> 
Right. All they yeah. had to do was literally like read the lesson that they were t- like t- Turner was teaching and they would have been fine for the pop quiz. So it wasn't even like, I don't know. I also don't know how I feel about pop quizzes in general. Like do teachers, I'd like to know if any listeners are in school or um, our teachers, I'd like to know if teachers still do pop quizzes. I feel like it's kind of not cool. Like just let, I feel like there's so much anxiety involved with pop quizzes. Why not just let the students know there's going to be one so they can prepare? You know what I mean? But Sarah, what do you think? Like, did you get a lot of pop quizzes when you were in school? Pop quiz day is like the worst day of my life. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, why are you doing this to me? I'm just trying to live my life you know write notes to my friends in class not pay attention and you're gonna give me a pop quiz and ruin my day how dare you yeah yeah i agree so I let feel us like know they, yeah i feel like they didn't tell me the exact date but you teachers knew how to hint it right they'd be like oh like this might be on the that's pop a good quiz. point you, yes like oh maybe you should read chapters three through six for tomorrow wink wink nudge nudge yeah you're yeah. right are we going to have a pop quiz on the, the podcast? I'm nervous now. Because <laughs> the yeah. very end, we should have given... We get, okay, on what podcast did Sarah say X, Y, and Z? That'd be so awful. That would be like the worst thing to do as a podcast host. <laughs> Remember when the one time we sent like our friend who was a guest a survey at the end of the podcast? Oh my gosh, yes. That was a complete joke. We sent we sent one of our friends like, uh, did you enjoy yourself on this podcast? Like, yes. Or no. And then one of the one of the answers was who is your favorite co-host? Uh-huh. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. Okay, my that co-host- was the, that was the joke. Yeah, my co-host uh, l- last week decided to spring a impromptu spelling bee on me and let's just say I did not do very good. I got the easy <laughs> one and that's it. <laughs> oh no. That's funny. That makes sense though because it's this was on Ned's Declassified. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're in Feeney's office and Feeney is welcoming a new student in, Griffin Hawkins. Feeney is surprised because he seems very polite. He's been nothing but nice this entire meeting. And in walks Adam Scott, who is actually Griff. The emergence of Adam Scott, we've seen him on one episode before, but he wasn't like necessarily playing this character yet. Um, but we find out that he's kind of the new bad boy in town. And Adam Scott as a bad boy, after you've seen him as Ben Wyatt on Parks and Rec, it's kind of unbelievable and ridiculous, Sarah. <laughs> no, it like it's it, honestly, when you think about it, you're like, this is like so ridiculous. Like Adam Scott's the opposite of a bad boy. But watching back and me like taking the um, Parks and Rec out of the situation, I mean, I was buying it. I was buying it in these two episodes that we saw this um, today. I thought that wasn't that bad as I, like, once I read, like, oh, right, Adam Scott's in this, I was like, this is ridiculous. But then I was watching it. I, I was buying it. What do you think, uh, Tommy? Yeah, I have to think of, like, stepbrothers Adam Scott. I think yes! Like, oh, good callback. Yes! If I focus on that, then I'm like, okay, I can see it. But I agree. Like, Parks and Rec, I don't see the transition. Also, does he seem kind of tall? I was like, I thought Adam Scott was short. I had the same 
thought I'm not kidding. I'm watching this episode and I was like, I know legitimately that Adam Scott is like 5'8". Like he's not a tall man, but I think it's just because he's paired up against like Corey and Sean and they're so much smaller because they're a lot younger. Like I don't know. I'd be curious to know how old Adam Scott was when he played this character. But my assumption is he's probably in his 20s. And so because of that, like he just I guess maybe he had a growth spurt and then he like didn't grow after that point. Um, because he's even but I think you know what else it is it's because Will Friedel who plays Eric I also think is not a super tall guy and because they're kind of the ones standing next to each other I think that it makes him look taller than he actually is that makes sense Um, Adam Scott was 22 when he played Griff yeah so this makes sense so so and I do like I'm not saying that like he didn't do a good job acting it's just so hard to like picture his image as anybody else besides Ben Wyatt um but he comes in he has that like very like smarmy charming thing going for him which I like love in this character Mm -hmm. um he comes and he's usually not a morning person super uncomfortable scene with Miss Gale who is like all about him and I was like ma'am he is a high school student like I don't know if this is a Harley situation where he's failed enough times where he's over 18 but like maybe you should not though like back up (laughs) yeah she probably invites students to her apartment with Mr. (laughs) Turner yes yep yeah in a very bad way yeah yeah um so Feeney is not impressed with him he sits in Feeney's chair he's like oh I figured I'd be in the other view for a while so I might as well get the view from this side of the table what a boss move seriously this guy has fucking he had big dick energy just like swinging (laughs) him all over the place yeah yeah and Feeney tries to lay down the law but like Griff is definitely not taking him seriously he even tries to get the uh other kid to sit in class for him and take notes yeah um which means that feeney has time to give griff detention already two seconds in the school already got detention yeah not a good yeah, start he's very him. sorry no go ahead he's uh he's very different than harley like harley was like the old school bully like the grease like snapping fingers and then you got this is like the modern bully, you know, mm-hmm. uh, more like the rich kid snooty bully. That's how like the kind of vibe I get from Griff. Yeah, he's much more smarmy and charming than I think Harley ever was. Like Harley, like fought with his fists, and I feel like versus Griff, who fights like with his words. You know what I mean? I just I really prefer a, a Griff type of villain in my stories. Now I loved Harley as a character. I thought he was really fun, um, but I am excited to see to see Griff in the show. Um, next we're in the hallway and we kind of mentioned this a little bit early or we're like <laughs> they're mentioning uh, Frankie and Joey are mentioning the LL Bean catalog Eric can't seem to get rid of them um, and we see Griff walking down the hallway and like all these women just come out of nowhere and are like all up on him immediately and Joey and Frankie are the same way they immediately fall in love with Griff as soon as they see him <laughs> they were smitten as a kitten Sarah yeah but he really like all the girls totally swarmed to him and um he like got all these numbers like if you saw like they he kept like getting little pieces of paper which right. was definitely their numbers so which um really distracts frankie and joey and they're like you know what that's our guy and it's like eric totally lost them so then they make they go to the chubbies because that's the place to be you gotta yep. go to the chubbies and they find Griff there with all the girls after school. And Griff gets um, Frankie and Joey to talk to um, 
talk to Eric gets uh, Frankie and Joey to talk to Griff, even though that they're being they're being shy boys. They mm-hmm. like are very bashful to talk to them. But I thought that was a cute side of them. Yeah, Tommy, I think this goes to show that like um, Eric was like a rebound alpha for them because like they didn't truly care about him because they weren't as nervous to like imitate him and try to be their you know their, his lackeys whereas with Griff they actually were like super nervous like it was like a first date you know <laughs> yeah they were very shy and like I'll give Eric credit like he was a good uh a wingman for them yeah like, he was a perfect date wingman where he's like guys like don't worry he's gonna love you it'll be fine and then he pushes them to uh to Griff yes Um, And we have Sean and Corey get their grades back from Turner. Sean got a 92. Corey got a 96. But immediately Corey feels super guilty about it. Oh, my stomach. Oh, my head. He needs to tell Turner. Uh, Because they feel so guilty. I think this is like some PTSD from when he cheated um, last, like early. Was it? He definitely cheated when he took that standardized test. Yes. Um, And like that fancy girl came for the genius lessons. Yeah, yeah, same vibes. I feel like Corey definitely feels guilty way more than Sean about a lot of things. He can't do bad. Th- he'll do bad things, but then he immediately feels bad about them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So even though this wasn't even a bad thing, but um, so then we're like you were saying, we're, we're at Chubby's and, and Eric tries to get Griff to take Frankie and Joey on a trial basis. But Griff says no, he doesn't really feel like he needs a posse. He's I think he's more of like a lone wolf type. Mm-hmm. Um, but sings a different tune when a football player comes in looking for Griff because I guess Griff must have like either made out with his girlfriend or like asked his girlfriend on a date. Um, Sarah, did you recognize this man? No, who is he? You didn't recognize him? He was the guy <laughs> in Dawson's Creek who is the football player. Again, this guy gets typecast apparently. Oh. And he picks up Joey in the Jeep. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is uh, what's her face's boyfriend. Yeah, the guy who can't get it up. Like that was the whole thing. Is that he was like, <gasps> oh wait, oh that guy, that guy. That, it's that guy. Yeah. He basically. Oh. So Tommy, the storyline in Dawson's Creek is like he picks up Joey, and then he lies to everybody and says that like him and Joey slept together, even though they didn't. And then it turns out that he has like an erection issue going on. Um, and there's this whole like lie made up about him and everything. But yeah, so apparently this guy just only ever looks like a football player to everybody in the world. Because that's how he casted. <laughs> yes. Um, but Frankie and Joey basically stick up for Griff. Uh, and this was a great move, I thought, on Frankie and Joey's part, Tommy. Like just immediately kind of adapting to the situation and showing their worth to Griff. Yeah, I think this was that they were shy. And they broke out like beautiful butterflies. They broke out of their shells <laughs> yeah. and they, they took care of the football player who I, I do have to mention his name was Tommy, which I thought was very like serendipitous. Yeah. You know? uh, and they they scared him off and he, he goes, uh, bring her home by by uh, curfew or bring her home by 10. And yeah. it's like, well, I don't know if that's what I would have said. I would have walked off probably, but I don't know if I would have just like bowed down to Griff, but I guess yeah. Frankie and Joey, they, they, they are good. They're really good at what they do. Right. And I did like the line of Griff, like, Oh, it must be hard remembering your name. If it's not like written on your jacket or whatever, with the a sweet burn. Yes. And the Griff basically takes on Frankie and Joey because it'll save him time having to talk himself out of these situations in the future. Um, which I think just tells you everything you need to know about Griff as a character. 
So it seems like they're on. They get the job. They're now lackeys for somebody else who wants them. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Happy for Just them. Just living their dreams. They get everything that they want in life. Yes. Um, so now... Is it just me or is this episode like not that much happened, but I feel like it's like 40 minutes this episode. Yeah, I think it's because like it feels like instead of an A, B storyline, we got kind of like two A storylines. You know what I mean? Like both of these, I feel like you could have told me that the Griff storyline was the main plot line or that the Sean Corey stuff was the main plot line. And I could agree with either one of those. Yeah. So now we're like back to... Corey and Sean, they tell Turner that, like, they admit that they studied and they knew about the quiz because they saw the lesson plan. And Turner's like, oh, you mean, like, the one that I left open on purpose, like, that I knew you would look at and would hopefully study from and get good grades? And, like, how'd you know? Um, So, yeah. And then this is, like, kind of where, like, I don't know. Like, I got kind of confused. I'm like, what are you saying, Turner? Because he was like, yeah, like, you know what? This has been like the assignment has been the homework for the last two weeks and everything you need to know is on the board and like then they're like oh is this the point of education he's like yeah like i like tell you stuff and you learn and then you take a test to prove that you know it and then um then that's life i don't know right tommy like what is this like basically what happens here like it's a whole lot of like a lot of words yeah, this was like a big lesson moment, and it was like given to us by Sean. And first of all, I thought that like Ashton Kutcher was going to come out and be like punked. Like, that's how Turner was acting. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah. I got you good. Like, this is all part of my dastardly plan. Uh, but yeah, I, it was a weird thing of like, it's an assignment. So is a pop quiz an assignment? Or is he like saying that like what they did to prepare for the pop quiz who, was the assignment that's been on the board? This is like. At the end of like mystery movies, when the villain is caught and they like tell their entire story and their plan, and it's like, I knew that I was going to do this for years, and this is what happened. And they're like, oh my gosh. And it goes on forever and ever. Like, if you're in that reality where, like, I mean, obviously you just watch the movie, so you see, like, you see, like, a montage of what happened, but you know, like, if you're in the movie, the situation, you're, like, sitting there for two hours hearing this villain explain their story. Like, I feel like that's what Turner's doing. Just, like, totally was like, this was my plan all along. I knew you would study. Um, so basically they're like, you know, you can get good grades forever and ever if you just study. Like, who would have thought? So they're like, we hear you. We hear you loud and clear. Like, you know, Feeney comes in. He's like, you get, you understand what Turner's saying? They're like, yes, crystal clear. And then as we stated earlier, Feeney loves a bet. Mm-hmm. And they had $20 on this bet. And Feeney got, um, gave the 20 buckaroos to Turner. Yeah, this was such a weird bet. Like, what is the bet exactly? That if Turner leaves out his, like, notebook or like you know lesson plan that the Corey and Sean will study and get good grades like it's such a specific bet that's why I'm saying like this is like totally like a super villain like monologue yeah I would say that like the the one this so to, to kind of spoil my feelings on this episode as a whole 
I thought it was fine. Like, I think it's very mid-tier for me in terms of, like, middle of the road. It's not bad. It's not, like, great. And I think one of my problems with it is that I don't necessarily understand the bet. I don't really get – because, like, at the end of the episode, you're supposed to feel like, oh, my gosh, what a long con. He got him. You know what I mean? And I feel like – you know what it is? You know what it is? Feeny has mastered the long con. We've seen it time and time again on this show. I think Turner mm-hmm. is just like kind of a newbie to conning mm-hmm, and he's like mm-hmm. under like Feeney's tutelage right like he's like that's his mentor when it comes to conning students and so I feel like we didn't quite hit the mark on it because he just didn't quite get the con even though he succeeded in right. the con we as an audience didn't quite understand exactly what the bet was and so I feel like that's kind of a failing on the writer's part that like we just don't quite understand what's going on I feel like the Frankie Joey Storyline, obviously, all those points hit. We get a new character, Griff. It all kind of makes sense. Um, and I think, you know what else I'm wondering, too, is because of the the, the swift exit of Harley Kiner and the, the actor who plays him, I wonder if there was some, like, rewrites and stuff as a result of that. And, like, yeah, that, it being that rushed. Yeah, a lot of sense. I feel like that maybe is why the episode feels slightly wonky, Tommy. Like it, like I was saying before, it feels like two A plot lines instead of an A and a B. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe they took like one episode and another episode. And they're like, oh, we have to cut the Harley stuff. So we'll just mash these episodes yes. together. Yeah, and that's how I feel. And maybe, you know, there's a part of it of like, Mr. Turner does have a lot, like, his con was good. But I also feel like his delivery of the, like, the final speech, I feel like Feeney nails those, like, final yes. speeches. And Turner doesn't have it. He's still getting there. I feel like he's better when it comes to life lessons versus like educational lessons, right? Like when he gives Sean that speech with near the Harley and all that stuff and the other Harley, I feel like those speeches were really good from Turner. And I feel like this one was just lacking something. Um, But we in the end scene, we see that. You know, Griff finally has his lackeys. You know, he wants to know a girl's name and they like immediately are trying to prove their worth to him. And he's like, you all need to like chill out a little bit, you know, take a breath, calm down. Corey and Sean (laughs) try to taunt them again. I don't know what you're doing, Corey and Sean. You're pushing your luck because they get shoved into a trash can. So. And this guy who's mopping puts the mop in the garbage can. Why? What was that, Tommy? What was that? Why? Where did this guy go to school to learn how to mop? I guess you don't go to school to learn how to mop. But if he did. yeah, Don't question Janner Bud. He is a very specific Janner. And he does a lot of non-work to cover up the fact that he doesn't work. That's fair. It was just such a strange thing to do. Like, I feel like it would make... Correct me if I'm wrong, it would have made so much more sense if you had a janitor sweeping and then sweep stuff mm-hmm. into the dustpan and then dump the dustpan in the garbage. Why am I? Yeah. And he didn't even have and a mop bucket. Did, yeah, and where did the gum come from? From the mop? Was <laughs> it like, the mop. That was a weird... <laughs> so Sean starts questions. eating gum. It was weird. We have so many unanswered questions. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Again, I think we can just point to the fact that maybe this was a rushed job on the writing staff or something. Um, yeah. But that was that was our episode. Like I said, middle of the road. I thought it had some good parts. I like the introduction of Griff. I feel like if I had to choose a plot line that I enjoyed more, it would have been the Frankie and Joey stuff, frankly. I think that like, ah, frankly, Frankie. I think it was just a little bit of better storyline. I feel like we've seen the Sean Corey like cheating storyline before and I really didn't understand the lesson. Sarah, yeah. where do you fall on this? 
Yeah, I think that for me, this is a lower middle episode. Um, it was okay. There was some parts that I liked. Like, I liked the fact that they were... Um, I like the fact that Frankie and Joey were dressing like Eric, mm-hmm. even though Eric didn't really dress like that all the time. But I like that. There's some points that I like. I like seeing Turner's apartment. Like, he has such a cool apartment. I wonder how much um, that apartment would be now. Mm-hmm. Probably like $3,000. Um, oh, yeah. Tom. But it was just okay. What about you, Tommy? What did you think about this episode? Yeah, I think we were all on the same page. It was fine, but... I definitely remembered it going into it. Like, when I saw it, I'm like... I And I think it's because of the grip. I think we're all on the same same point of, like, the Griff-Frankie-Joey uh, plotline is the better plotline. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about the Corey-Sean of it. And I think I'll only remember, like, Griff being introduced in, like, yeah. a really iconic way. Like, I don't know, I thought it was funny when you had, like, the kids sitting in the chair and you, like, like uh, Feeney's, like telling this kid, like, you have a bad record, but, like, you don't seem like a bad kid, and it's all because it's not Griff. Mm-hmm. It's a stand-in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think the Griff stuff is more, way more memorable, and especially in the long run. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. But we do see Griff again in the second episode we watched for the week. Episode 21, The Thrilla in Phila. Quite the episode name. (laughs) I was like, oh. Do you know what this is in regards to? I mean, I assume it's a boxer or a wrestler or something. Is it someone from Philadelphia? Tommy, do you know the history? Yeah, it's a it's a famous event with uh, Muhammad Ali and I believe George Foreman, right? That's the thriller down the thriller in Manila. Oh, uh, that makes more sense. Now. I, hmm, this source is Joe Frazier, but oh, Joe Frazier. You know, listen, uh, I whatever he did better it's, than it's I boxing, did. Sports, you yeah. know. Yeah, sports. We're sports, sports experts Famously here. a sports podcast. Yeah, the thriller in Manila, um, which Manila is obviously in the Philippines, which happened on October 1st, 1975. The third and final match between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. There you go. For the championship. So, wow. yeah, so this one was, if I had to pick an episode that I preferred of the two, this was definitely not the one I would prefer. I mean, obviously, we know I don't really care for sports, and the whole episode was a little strange. Um, so we start off in the hallway. Topanga is coming around again. We get Topanga at least in this episode, as small a part as she has, she's there. Um, she's asking Corey and Sean about their accomplishments, and she calls them pathetic, which, you know, can't disagree. <laughs> yeah. Corey blames the jocks because they wear stupid jackets and they get all the girls. Um yeah. did you have like letterman jackets in your school, Sarah? Like was that like a thing? Yeah, absolutely. There was letterman jackets. I don't think we did. For for all the varsity sports. So even like if I ever had a chance to make varsity volleyball, which was never an option for me, I would have been able to get a varsity jacket as well. What about you, Tommy? Like, was that like a thing? Like, were those the popular kids in your school? The kids who had the varsity jackets? So, 
I had a graduating class of 60 kids. So oh my goodness. It was either you do nothing in the school or you do everything. So everyone kind of played sports. So like everyone kind of had Letterman jackets. So I guess we all were the cool kids in my school. <laughs> either oh, you all were or none of you were. <laughs> yeah. Or there was like one or two kids that weren't. They were just the outsiders. <laughs> I think that's so funny that they were making a point that they didn't do anything this year because they have been the busiest bees, um, Sean and Corey. They were constantly doing something, whether it be like the elections mm-hmm. or the radio show or like any or like the walkout. Like they were constantly doing something. Um, right, Tommy? Like weren't these? I mean, they've done the most this school year. Yes, I, I wonder if it counts, like, if it's, like, things you would put in your yearbook, though. Like, they've definitely been mm. productive. I wonder if it's, like, the right kind of accomplishments. Like, mm-hmm. would they put down, like, like in the yearbook, like, looked at uh, lesson plan at Mr. Turner's house. <laughs> I feel like at <laughs> least the, the radio show could have a spot in the yearbook. Yeah. But they basically are like, oh, well, the jocks suck. They're the worst. And then the wrestling team comes out and starts picking up people. And apparently they know just by picking Corey up that he is in the right weight class and they need him on their team. Uh, So they give him a jacket and here's your candy, which is apparently a a teenage girl named Candy who follows (laughs) around the guys on the, the wrestling team. She can't. No, she could never be on the wrestling team. God forbid we have a woman on our wrestling team. But she can be, you know, basically a groupie for the wrestling team. Love that for her. <laughs> she's a ring girl. Oh, is that what she is? Maybe. Uh, I think she's a ring girl. Or, she's the one that holds up the signs. Oh I don't know. How demeaning. Yeah. Poor Candy. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor Candy. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Corey is really happy that he's on the wrestling team. He's even practicing on Eric and choking Eric out. Uh, uh, and like, this is so, it's such a parent's thing. It's like, instead of asking like, Corey, why are you wound up? They have to ask Eric, like, Eric, why is Corey so wound up? It's like, this is so annoying. This reminds me of when I was a kid and like my Bubby asked me like, like my sister said something and she was like, Sarah, what did Miranda say? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Ask Miranda. <laughs> like, why am I supposed to know? Why am I the translator? This is such so annoying. It's like, just ask your son why he's so pumped up. Yeah. Tommy, did this happen to you in a household with five children? I feel like it was bound to happen. Like, why is so-and-so acting this way? And you're like, fucking ask them. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my mom still does it. Like, She'll call me and be like, like, going through like the issues and she'll be like well what what does andrew like what's andrew up to i'm like ask andrew (laughs) i'm across the country you should know more than i do what's happening with andrew yeah Yeah. so basically Corey has the permission slip amy thinks wrestling is dangerous i feel like of all the sports that he could be involved in like football feels way more dangerous i feel like wrestling isn't i mean maybe it's more dangerous than like baseball or something but like Still feels less dangerous, um, but Eric is all for it. He says, Eric says the wrestlers are psychotic caged animals waiting to take out their aggression. Um, and Alan also seems too excited about this for my liking, Sarah. I don't know. 
I mean, I think that this is just a step away from boxing and for Alan to oh, see his point. son go into boxing or something like boxing being a Navy boxer champion. Yeah. Like, I think he's just tickled that his son is following in his footsteps. Yeah, that's a good that is a good point. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so he's he's like super proud of, of Corey and he's all for it. Uh, we're in the cafeteria. They're all chugging soda, which, oh, it's just like gives me an upset stomach thinking about it. And they crush the cans on their heads. The one kid even says, oh, you can't hurt anything up there. Like, OK, bro. Um, and I love the line, Tommy. I love the line where she's like, oh, you know what you have to do next? And Corey's like, oh, yeah, recycle. <laughs> Good boy, Corey. I loved it. We love a green king. Yeah, I know. Like, I have a can here. It's like I don't. I don't. I'm like trying to push on it. It's not even giving way. I think that. Well, I think it's also you have a skinny can too, which I think they're probably harder to do. I think the trick, Tommy. Have you ever done this? I think the trick is you. You really are like crushing it in your hand as you're as you're pushing it in, right? Yeah, you're 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 you have your hand at the top, but your your fingers. Are grabbing the sides of it and scrunching. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. this is hurting me. My I mean, shoulder honestly hurts. It's, it's a skinny one too, and I don't think those are easy enough. I think that's the. I think that's the move, though. You have to scrunch the the, the middle of the can as you're pushing on your head. But oh. um, Corey can't do it. He smashes his head, and I love. There's nothing I love more, and it reminds me of the episode where Corey does like old man voice when he does yeah. the like I'm injured voice. Had me rolling. So funny. Um. Uh, Ben's no oh my gosh Ben Savage right I forgot I forgot yeah. I almost said Ben Stiller um oh no he, not him his his voice acting kills me slays me and his voice is like literally changing in these episodes I'm too the- like we got like a big voice crack in the beginning yes so, I put that in my notes I was like oh he's growing up <laughs> so for him to like start his voice changing as a young man um and doing all these little voice actings i'm i am pretty impressed mm-hmm. um and i love the line to he runs into sean when he's like injured and he goes yes pat but i'd like to solve the puzzle <laughs> <laughs> um so sean basically is trying to like talk him out of this which i really love from sean i feel like we get a lot of back and forth of like sean and Corey just really having each other's backs of like you don't need this you're you know you don't, you know, you're you're good as you are. You don't need to change just to, like, please people. Um, so good on Sean for being supportive when he needs to be supportive. Like, if Corey wants to wrestle, Sean will be there. But he also reminds him, like, you're you're good without it. You don't need it. Um, I love that. I love I love the Corey-Sean dynamic. And I feel like, I feel like, Tommy, we're mm-hmm. getting so much more of it this season and just kind of really, really showing. Yeah, they're, like, they joke around and they're buddies. But, like, they really, truly, like, care about each other as well. Yeah, and I think it's important going into, like, the next two episodes and how, you know, you guys will get into it, how intense that is. I think it's good to set that up of, like, Corey and Sean, they have each other. And I'm honestly surprised, like, like Sean impressed me because, like, I'm surprised he wasn't on the side of, like, yeah, but, like, candy, though. Like, I'm surprised Sean wasn't, yeah. like, like, very, like, but you can get candy, so I understand. And, no, he was, like, he's, like, he was kind of scared of candy because she crushed two cans. <laughs> Candy's nuts. Candy's nuts. That's great. Yeah. Um, now we're in quote unquote 
Feeney's class. Again, cue the freaking serial music. This is Turner's classroom. What the hell is Feeney doing teaching in here? This is not his classroom. Like, it doesn't even look like the classroom that we've seen Feeney teach in before because the door is on the wrong freaking side. This is bullshit. I call it bullshit. I'm very upset by this, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, so if this is Turner's classroom, then we're saying that they're videotaping or they're record they're filming from the opposite side. They just turn the desks around because mm. Feeney's desk is in like the right spot in relation, right? Like Feeney's is on the desk is on the right and the, the, the students desks are on the left. But the door is on the same side as Feeney's desk, whereas in Feeney's old classroom, it was like behind the students. Mm. I call Look. shenanigans. Look, they only have so many studio spaces. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right, Tommy? What are we going to do? Yeah, I I think unless maybe the school can only afford one classroom, maybe all the teachers share one classroom. My issue, and maybe you guys have discussed this before, is like, do most principals also teach? Because in my school, it was like, you're the principal. That's it. We talked about it, and we thought that it was weird because for a while, he was like interim principal. So it made sense that he would also be teaching. But once he was made legit principal, we also thought it was kind of odd that he was teaching too. So I don't know. But a massage bed rolls in. Griff needs a massage. He said it was the only time he could squeeze it in. <laughs> Just like, okay. Literally, I'm dying for a massage. So if I can just get a masseuse to roll me in and I can like listen to the annoying Zoom call they have to sit on every week, then <laughs> that'd be ideal for me. Yeah. Uh, and Joey and Frankie got Griff fresh Maine lobsters. Um, Feeney asks Frankie and Joey if they have lives of their own. I mean, valid question, Feeney. The answer is no. Um, and uh, he basically asked them, like, well, what if Griff gets expelled? And they're like, oh, what? No, that can't happen. And then I think he's like, oh, all, Joey says all the good lives are taken, which I was like, I mean, honestly, I feel seen sometimes like it's just like relatable content. All the good lives are taken. I'm stuck with this crappy one. Um, th- I thought this was funny, especially because Frankie is like, oh, I could eat this lobster right now. Uh, and Joey says something like, oh, well, it's still alive. And he's like, I said what I said. <laughs> so stupid. <gasps> A four pound lobster. I feel like that's huge. I don't know much about lobsters. Tommy, are you a lobster fan? Is four pounds a very large lobster? I feel like it is. I wonder how much the shell weighs. I Mm. think that's like the important part is like, yeah, maybe a four pound lobster. But is this only like maybe like half a pound of meat and then like a three and a half pound shell? Like we don't know the ratio to shell to meat on a lobster. It's a good point. So, like, for Christmas, I got lobster tails, and my options were four, six, and eight ounces, with eight ounces being the large lobster tail. So, I feel like four pounds is... That seems pretty hefty. Yeah. I mean... That's half the size of my dog. Yeah. That's a a big lobster. You guys have small dogs. (laughs) I have small dogs, but Um, that's half the size of Oliver. Yes. (laughs) Two of those lobsters is one Oliver. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> um, Should we get pet lobsters? Yeah, we need to four get pound pet lobsters. Pet lobsters, put lobsters them on leashes. Um, I think I've seen that somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure, you I'm sure you have. Uh, so we're in Chubby's now. Corey was supposed to meet up with Topanga in the cafeteria, but he like must have forgotten because wrestling has gone to his head. He's now Corey the Corey Matthews. Dumbest nickname in the history of nicknames. So freaking stupid. I can't. 
Sarah, the Sarah. It works with everybody. So dumb. I can't even think of a better wrestling name though. I'm like really trying. Tommy, what's your wrestling name? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe Tommy the Tommy. Uh, Tommy. Can it be Touchdown Tommy? Tommy. I mean, even though wrestling, (laughs) you you had one already. That's my professional name, but my oh, wrestling name would be okay. Touchdown Tommy the Touchdown Tommy. Oh, there you go. Oh, there we yes. go. There you go. Um, and his his quote for the yearbook is R A R, or no R A right? Raw. No. R R R. Oh R R R. So stupid. R. Um, and to paint. So- Wait, no. Yeah, greatest accomplishment: making the wrestling team. Fondest memory: meeting Candy. It's so stupid. Uh, Pink is upset. And she goes to talk to Sean, and she's very distracted by Corey. Where is Corey going to end up in 10 years? You like him. You like him a lot. I love this for Sean. I just love Sean in this yeah. moment. It's so funny. So cute. Yeah. Um, I, I like Topanga's threats. Mm-hmm. If you say that again, I'll kill you. Corey already knows that Topanga likes she him. She sort of told so. him. I just think that yeah. Topanga doesn't like to be reminded of it, especially because Corey's acting a fool right now. So I feel like Topanga, I love like feisty Topanga. I love when she gets like angry. It just is like gives me life. Um, yeah, I really, I like this moment. I think it's cute. We have Turner comes in, breaking up the feud. Which goon threw the first punch? The goon. It's Corey who decided to start this whole thing. Okay, wait. So, okay. So, Tommy, you played sport. What sports did you play? Everything. I, I, I didn't like to. Yeah, I did do wrestling. I didn't like to be held down, you know? So, I, I finished a sport and be like, cool. Next year, I'm going to do uh, tennis. So, I did, like, tennis and golf and wrestling and football and you know, I joined the volleyball team because they were good so that I could be on a winning team and I just kind of sat the bench. It was great. It was a Same. great time. We, we won a trophy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. They didn't do much wrestling in the episode. As an episode focused on wrestling, we see very little of it. And uh, I think that we didn't just, like, roughhouse each other all the time. We didn't just, like, ah. That's, that's why I want to know. Like, did you, like, start, like, roughhousing and, like, Start like they weren't even like they're just like growling at each other in a pile. Yeah, should podcasters start doing that? Yeah, like start mm-hmm. growling at each other. And oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think I should go up to those guys in the choir room and just be like, <laughs> "Come on, my podcast." <laughs> And then, like, the head podcaster will come in and be like, all right, who started, who threw the first punch? And you'll be like, this goon. This goon. Yeah, honestly, I don't want to get into a fight with Amon, so. (laughs) You know what? Never mind. I'll back away. I feel like Amon could, I feel like Amon doesn't look like he would, like, fight somebody hard, but I feel like he could. I feel like he could take somebody on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so Corey. I feel more comfortable fighting the Wombat Water people. (laughs) Is that a formal challenge? Um, yeah. That's very funny. Uh, At KFC. Corey has the the reach, though. Corey is a very tall human, so you might not realize that, but he's a pretty tall guy. He's over six foot. I don't know exactly how tall he is, but... He's, yeah, I don't want to fight Corey. Tall, no. um, so Corey is the only one in his weight class, but then turns out... No, he's not. In, in walks Joey. What the fuck is that noise? Is that like we're supposed to be a rat he's a noise? rat. Yeah, yeah he's Joey the rat. actually make that noise. Do they? Do they really? Do they make that noise? I I mean, I've seen some rats in New York City, and I think that they do. It's disgusting. I, 
Well, blame the city. I Don't know. Blame me. I, the one time I went to New York City, like back when I went to a, a, a RHAP Know It Alls. Uh, we took the subway and it was like so, it was unseasonably hot and I saw a rat and I was like oh my god oh my god we're in the city oh my god there's a rat it's not and not you know I don't like you know I don't like rodents no, I mean doesn't does, do people like rodents usually not so much I know some people that have pet rats so yeah I think I would some have a people. rat over a snake but I still don't think I would have a rat oh Tommy do you have any snake stories oh my goodness gracious the snake story. I, I do it's kind <gasps> of terrifying oh yes please talk okay. Okay, so I, I was an RA in college, and someone snuck in a pet snake. Well, they didn't just do that. The snake escaped and, like, literally was, like, straight out of Harry Potter. The snake went into the pipes and got, like, big. <laughs> and they had to get, like, it, like, grew in the pipes. And uh, they had to get, like, a, a extermination to come in and, like, pull the snake out of the pipes. It was crazy. It was wild. That sounds Did terrifying. Snake? That's literally, like, the stories of, like, snakes coming into people's toilets. Like, do you have you have to look down to make sure a snake's gonna bite your butt when you sit down? Did Did you see no, the terrified. snake when it came out of the vent? I didn't. I wasn't in that building. It was like a building, but it was like it was like talked about for weeks. It was like the hot goss on the the quad. Ooh, the hot goss. Oh did they get, Did they get kicked out of the uh, dorm? I think they got suspended for like like a week. They had to Good. like go home and like talk to their parents. But I don't think it was like. What? Like, think- can you imagine, like guys, like parents, hi parents, mom and dad. Sorry, I got suspended from college, university for sneaking a snake and getting it lost. See, why like, is what it can that you every say? snake story is a story about someone losing a snake? It makes me worry yeah. that that's all they do is escape. Like, just mm-hmm. let them be free. Let them live in the wild. It's where they obviously want to be. Um, I don't know. Anyway, we're in the gym. Corey's pretending to jump rope. He looks ridiculous. Uh, Frankie walks in with Joey to train. And apparently the first lesson is balance. Frankie learned sumo wrestling. <laughs> Joey tries to hit him. And, of course, Joey can't. And Corey's feeling very confident about it. Up until Joey does this amazing, like, jump double foot kick to Frankie's chest and knocks him over. This was pretty impressive, Tommy. Have you ever seen anything like this? Yeah, I've had it done to me. It, uh, I believe it's called a drop kick. Yeah, it was yeah, very rude. Yeah, a, a kid, we were running. It was in wrestling too, weirdly enough. And we were <laughs> You're the perfect warming. guest for these episodes. What yeah, who knew? <laughs> and I let you pick too. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, Tommy watched these ahead of time. And he's like, oh, this happened to me. Let me come on. Tell the story of someone when some kid drop kicked me. <laughs> Perfect. This is right up my alley. Drop kick Tommy. <laughs> Touchdown Tommy drop kicked Tommy. That's my wrestling name. My go. professional name is Touchdown go. Tommy. Oh my god. But yeah, uh, this kid, it was rude. It was like we were in warm ups and I'm like doing my little running around the gym. And uh, he just decided to drop kick me from behind. It wasn't even like a front drop kick. And so I went tumbling to the ground. It wasn't fun. Oh, my God. Um, in wrestling rules, is this allowed? No. no. I think it just showed that, somebody. like, Joey is tougher than he looks. I think it's kind of the point that they're driving home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're now in the Matthews residence. Alan is, like, all in on it. And, of course, Amy is still against it. I'll just be upstairs looking at your baby books, crying. <laughs> drama so much putting drama. on the mom guilt for yeah. real but i think you're right sarah like the reason he's all in on it is because it reminds him of when he boxed so he makes uh cory some like special protein shake which has like a ton of raw eggs in it 12 eggs a wheatgrass soy 
goat's milk and a touch of Tabasco. Who can I would eat 12 cooked eggs, let alone 12 raw eggs? I would rather drown myself than try this sna- uh, snake shake. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to eat a live snake on the podcast? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's already been done. It's been done. Week. Oh, well. No. Too late. She would have done it, but it's, 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 it's already been there, done that. Yeah. Um, Eric runs through and of course Alan oh make sure you eat something and Eric downs it immediately vomits on Feeney's azaleas poor Feeney can't catch a break with this garden my azaleas <laughs> <laughs> poor oh, azaleas gosh yeah so uh, Sean is giving Corey advice and he says his advice is to move um, the winner gets the jacket and the spot on the team. This was over, like, as soon as it started. I didn't remember this scene being this quick, Tommy. It's like, Corey fakes out Joey and then, like, immediately pins him and that's it. Yeah, and I was, like, impressed that Corey, like, knew what he was doing because we never even saw him practice right. in wrestling. We we never saw him learn any moves. And, like, maybe if we saw that, it would have made a little more sense. But, I, yeah, he just literally went to the left. Joey was started complaining and uh, Corey pins him, and the, the rest is history, you would think. But Yeah, that was it. And then Joey challenges Corey to a fight mano a mano, no rules. And when Corey's like, nah, I'm good, I have my jacket, he calls him yellow. And immediately follows him around and calls him yellow everywhere. Chubbies, the garbages, everywhere. Yellow, yellow. <laughs> Got collect call. Do you remember collect calls? Oh, gosh, yes. Yellow. <laughs> Sarah, would this prompt you into agreeing to fight uh, Joey if he was pissing you off that much? No, I don't want to. I don't want to fight. I don't want. I I just want the jacket. <laughs> I just want the fashion. I like, yeah, I just want the jacket. I don't want to fight. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. honestly, like this weight class seemed pretty ideal. The fact that no one else was in it mm-hmm. and he can just Corey can just chill. Um, but I. It would not, he would not convince me to fight. Although it's like the jocks are like, are you a jock? Are you not a jock? Yeah. It's like Corey's like, I'm definitely not a jock, but I still want the jacket and I still want to hang out with Candy. Yeah. So Corey finally agrees to the fight. Griff says they have to settle it on neutral territory. So they have to meet in the gym the next night. And Corey and Sean decide, or Corey talks to Sean outside of the gym and decides he's going to back down. But as soon as he walks in, there's a giant crowd. Uh, not only that, but Griff set this all up. He has Robert whoever. What is Goulet? his name? Goulet. I, I didn't know who this guy was. I assume he's a famous singer. Sarah, did you do you recognize him? Um, let's see. He is an American singer. And... Oh, he was like in Beetlejuice or something. Oh, interesting. Okay. We love Didn't know that. Um, He's there. Yasmin Bleeth is there, who I did recognize because of friends, Um, but she's from Baywatch. And she kisses Griff. And I was just like, he's not a high school student on this show. Like, what is going on with these women who, like, you're too old for him? What are you doing? Oh, I was uncomfy, Tommy. I was very uncomfy. Yeah, I was too. It was very... I, I want to know, like, Griff's trick. Like, what? what is it about him? <laughs> that, like... Oh, <laughs> you want dating advice from him. <laughs> I guess so. That's... <laughs> 
Okay. It was just go off. Weird. It was very strange. And I love, I think the move from Sean was my favorite. Help, I'm drowning. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, I'm what? not learning dating advice from Sean. <laughs> Sean's uh, help, I'm drowning was not a good technique, no. I don't think. Not a good pickup. Oh, so funny. Um, yeah. We get our first glimpse of uh, Frankie's father, Vader, who I remembered because he comes back. He's a professional wrestler. Um, Eric bought a ticket. Get an idiot or see an idiot get pounded. 50, 50 bucks for this. That he Eric got ripped off. Hundred percent. They're like this. They marked him. They're like this guy's an idiot. We'll get fifty bucks from him. <laughs> um, see an idiot. See an idiot get ripped off. There was a separate show for that to see Eric pay fifty bucks for the stupid ticket. Um, he was the idiot get pounded. Yeah, Eric. His wallet yeah. got yeah. pounded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean accidentally hits the bell. And these rules, I call shenanigans on this, too. We start off with Joey v. Corey. Joey tags in Frankie, who's certainly not in Corey's weight class. Weight class, no. And then Eric gets tagged in, like, accidentally or something. And so then we have Eric versus Frankie. Eric pokes Frankie in the eye, which was kind of funny to watch. And then headbutts him, which none of these are, like, wrestling rules that you can follow. Um, No. And then we have – right, so this is when Frankie tags in his father, who is a professional wrestler. professional. What a mess. What a mess. I'm sorry. Against a child, this is a lawsuit just waiting to happen, Tommy. Like (laughs) – Yeah. Like, this is – you are an adult man, and you have to prove yourself by fighting children. Who don't wrestle also. Yeah. We didn't see Alan come in here and fight. No. Alan is a respectful adult man. (laughs) I wish. Um, And, like, Vader even, like, choke lifts him up. What's that? Holds him. What's that move? I don't know what it's called, but he, like, he grabs him by the throat. He picks him up. And then he's basically holding him, like, by his, like, throat and, like, his groinal area. And it's, like, swinging him around when and so that's when that's when Corey tries to help. Yeah, Corey tries to help. All a hundred pounds of Corey smashes into Vader, falls on the ground. Feeny walks in, put the Matthews boy down. Like yes, Feeny, tell him. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a great moment. Uh, like honestly, probably MVP moment of the entire episode was Feeny launching himself over the ropes in his like sweater. I was living for it. I was living for everything that Feeny did. It was wonderful to watch. Um, yeah, absolutely. And this is when uh, we get <laughs> Vader, who apparently used to be a student. Um, you can't tell me what to do anymore, Feeny. Uh, and I love Feeny again with the boss moves. Uh, put him down, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, which is kind of suspicious because we learn later on that. Frankie's father is named Frankie Stacchino Sr. Maybe Frankie's his middle name. Maybe. So Maybe the other Frankie's also a Leslie. Maybe. Maybe it's just like they go by Frankie. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. So that seems to make Vader put (laughs) Leslie down. (laughs) uh, Put Eric down. Um, so, yeah, thank, thank, Feeny saves the day. Thank goodness for that. Um, but he goes, next time it's a Texas death match, loser leaves town. Um, I do also like the line where Feeny is like, you were scarier when you had acne. 
like sick burn from the fiend yeah you need some aloe for that tommy what did you think of this whole interaction between uh between feeny and vader yeah, Feeney roasted him, but it was confusing. Like, it almost made it sound like they were students together, but then he was like, you can't tell me what to do. So it's like, was he your teacher, or were you, like, students? Because Feeney says something about, like, like this is why I don't go to reunions or something. And so I'm not sure. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't that, think about the reunion line. But yeah, no, that was a confusing line. There's no, I think it doesn't make sense. Feeney's far too old to be in the same class as Vader. I wonder if, yeah. like, teachers are invited to high school reunions or something. Because that would be strange, but more plausible than Feeney being the same age as Vader. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we haven't gone to our high school reunion. Um, Tommy... Did you get the opportunity to go to your 10-year high school reunion yet? No, I, I believe it is. I graduated in 2011, so it would be this year. Um, Any Facebook notifications? <laughs> no, it would probably be like, listen, my school, knowing the kids in my school, they'll be like, hey, we're going to have the reunion. It's going to be at the local Applebee's. Come on by. We'll all split some, uh, <laughs> some, uh, some apps. App. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'm going to pass. <laughs> you're going to pass. Yeah, ours was, like, at some shady bar. I did not go. I was like, you know what? I left that trauma behind long, long ago. Um, so, yeah. So, next day at school, Corey gives up the jacket back to the jocks. Um, and, you know, can- he's like, Candy, where are you going? And Candy's like, I go with the jacket. Uh, so, he, lo- he lost Candy Topanga comes up to them and uh, she still has questions for Corey. We get another you like him from Sean and she needs a quote. And um, Jess, we got we got our sentimental moment. We we yeah, wait just for was these. strange that this was Topanga's quote. I love the quote itself. Like, I think it is very Corey Topanga. But for it to be a yearbook quote was a bit strange. In my opinion, oh. this was like a complete ploy for Topanga to like tell Corey how she felt again without actually telling him directly, if that makes sense. Do you have the quote written mm-hmm. down? I do my thing and you do your thing. You are you and I am I. And in the end, we wind, we end up together. It's beautiful. Isn't it I am me? Maybe it's not. <laughs> that shouldn't be correcting I mean, Topanga's grammar. Girl, I, I mean, are you correcting my quote or Topanga's grammar? No, 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 no. Topanga's grammar, grammar because that's your quote is 100% correct. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it's cute. I'm, it's, it's cute. So then he says, Corey says, put the same for me, um, which is like kind of stealing her thunder. Like nobody wants the same yearbook quote as somebody else. Like the yeah. disrespect. Yeah, it's a slacker move. He just didn't want to do the work of finding a quote. He's like, you know what? That one sounds good. Let me take that. Yeah, he still doesn't answer her question of what your yearbook quote is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was very... What do you think of this moment, Tommy? Do you think it was cute? I think it is when you take it as an individual moment. I think it's hard for me because it's like the entire episode, he's basically dating Candy, right? And then it's like, well, I lost Candy. Let me jump back to Topanga real quick. So it almost ruined it a little bit for me. But I yeah. do love this moment. Like, it's a really sweet moment when you take it just yeah. – if it, if I just put the blinders on and just focus on, on the scene. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. I think, like, it is a cute moment if, between them. And, I I mean, we, we love the Corey Topanga stuff. Just the little hints of it that we get so far. They're not dating yet, but we get, you know, the hints of them liking each other. Um, yeah. And we have, we have the end scene, which is also ridiculous. They're in detention. 
And Feeney just like leaves them in detention alone. Like, okay, unsupervised doesn't seem like a great idea, but you know. And then that guy walks back in again, the singer, Robert Goulet, Boulet, whatever, starts singing. Uh, and that's that's the end, and everybody is enjoying detention for once. You've never done detention with Griff, have you, Corey? This is this is what it looks like, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I would be afraid if I was Corey to be in detention with these boys. What about you, Tommy? Yeah, I would too. Like, it was nice that they they didn't just bully him. Like, I, like they were like, you know, listen, like you're in here. We're gonna take care of everyone in detention. It was a it was a funny scene. I I always think about like when they're filming. Like, I take myself out sometimes, and I'm like, man, like you when they did those shots of just the the boys in the desk. It's like you know they weren't he wasn't singing so they just had to be like all right just pretend like you're dancing and they're just like swaying their heads back and <laughs> that's forth. That's so funny. That's funny when you think about it. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, I think that of the two episodes, this was definitely my least favorite. I thought it was fine. Again, if if we're saying the other one was like lower middle tier, middle tier ish, I would say this is definitely lower tier for me in terms of like the season so far I think that like the stuff the mini mini stuff we get to put the Topanga is like kind of the highlight for me and maybe Feeny jumping over the ropes um I just I don't care about this episode as much Sarah do you feel differently I do yeah I thought that this was a better episode than episode 20 I thought that was more fun I thought that was funnier I thought that it had it's like classic silly moments this is also a more memorable episode for me so I would say my preference between um, pop quiz and the thriller in filler I would say the thriller and filler episode 21 is my preference um, out of the two how about you Tommy yeah I think I'm kind of like I'm, I'm the Goldilocks I'm kind of in the middle of you two where <laughs> I pop out (laughs) you're voting you're vote. you're like not answering that question on that quiz that we sent out the survey you know I got the lesson say it right now oh no no it's I feel like the story the character moments are better in the first episode like we get more of like Frankie and Joey I feel like in the first episode in their growth a little growth yeah yeah quote unquote yeah yeah but I think that the I remember the thriller more. Like this is what I remember. This is the more iconic episode, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So that's why I'm kind of in the middle. And I think you know, it's because I, this this one like it's basically one plot line. It's not as much like split between two things, and so that's probably why it's a little bit more memorable. Honestly, if I'm being honest, the only thing I really remembered about this episode was the yellow, yellow. Like that was in my head. But beyond that, I didn't really remember. Like, if you had asked me, like, is there a storyline where, you know, Corey plays a sport? I would have said, no, I don't remember that at all. Um, so, I mean, we saw the B team. I just, I tend to not like the the sports episodes as much, but it was fine. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I'm just, I think it's also that I'm really, really excited for what's up next. So it's like, I can't help but, mm-hmm. like, think about yeah. what's coming up. Um, which, actually, speaking on that, next week... We're just covering episode 22 on the podcast. So we're slowing it down for the penultimate and the finale. Episodes 22 and episodes 23. We're separating into two separate podcasts. So if you're watching along with us when you're listening to the podcast, you only have to watch your homework assignment is just one pod or one episode for next week. So just an more FYI. manageable for all. Yes, absolutely. Um, Sarah. Fashion hour. Yes. Let's get into the fashion hour. The famous fashion hour. 
So for Fashion Hour, as a reminder, we have two categories. The Rachel Green Award for the Most 90s Outfit and the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. First up, my first nomination is Little Morgan from episode 20 pop quiz this is where she's making her infamous wonder bread slash cheese whiz slash uh, uh, lucky uh, charm lucky charms i can't get the cinnamon toast crunch out of my head (laughs) so um morgan is wearing her hair in a half up half down she got those 90s bangs but she has a red bow then she is wearing this little skirt and um, jacket set, which I really liked. And it has all these like utensils on it. It has like a scissor, has like an oven mitt, has a shovel, has tons of stuff with like this little like red trim. And she's wearing a red T-shirt. Uh, Jess, what do you think of little Morgan's outfit? I especially love the bow in her hair. I think it looks very cute. Um, It's very cutesy. I feel like it fits her age. It finally doesn't look like she dressed herself, which I feel like is what we usually see her in, like mismatched outfits and really bright colors. It finally looks like she actually has like a matching set for an outfit. Really love this. I think it's very cute. I I love her hair. I don't think we've seen her with like a half up, half down, like curlyish, you know, hair like this. Um, and of course she has the bangs. I I really like this outfit. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I I say yes to the 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 ensemble because it it is very put together. I think like you said, and like if if that pattern was in like a male romper, I would be rocking that on the beaches. <laughs> oh my god, yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Um, next up, we have Topanga in episode 21. This is when she's asking, uh, she's at Chubby. She's asking Corey for um, some, you know, quote. And then she goes to Sean and she's like, if you say that again, I'll kill you. She's wearing this little dress that has like a built in belt and it has like a Peter Pan collar. Um, I'm pretty sure it's pinstriped. It's like above the knee. Um, I, there is some sort of pattern on there. I think it's butterflies. It, you think it's butterflies? I think I wasn't so. sure if it was like sailboats, butterflies, it something. It looks like butterflies if you like make the picture a little bit bigger. Oh, good God. It looks like butterflies if you make the... <laughs> it looks like butterflies if you make the picture... Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh Winston. my god! Uh, it looks like butterflies if you make the picture a little bit bigger. <laughs> I'm leaving all of that in because it's the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened. <laughs> he loves the outfit. Moving on. Um, and her hair is voluminous. Uh, Tommy, what do you think about this outfit? Yeah, I think it's it's a good outfit. It's hard for me not to compare it to Morgan's, who's just an icon. And then I think it's just like it's a little um, like nothing stands out on it for me. You know, it, it's a nice outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jess, any any thoughts on this outfit? Yeah, I really like it. I like the, I feel like we don't usually see Topanga in these types of outfits. I, um, like, I feel like it's nice to have, see the belt there and to have it be, I don't think she usually is like rocking a pinstripe type of thing. And I do feel like this is like shorter than we usually see her go. It's very like girly more than like the combat boot dress look we've seen in the past 
Um, right. So I really, right. I really appreciate that that they're kind of spicing things up with her a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm really a fan of of belts on dresses, so I really liked it. A bare leg too. You've been asking for a bare leg for yes, a while. We've seen a lot of tights on this show, so it is nice to see a bare leg for once. Yeah. yeah. Last up in this category, we have Candy. When we first meet Candy, she is wearing some high-waisted denim shorts that are cuffed at the bottom with some, like, biker shorts underneath. And then it's um, a backwards black cap, a T-shirt with, like, a short sleeve overshirt on top. Um, Very, a very sporty look. I think she's wearing some black, like, um, like, black thick socks with like some sneaks if i'm seeing correctly tommy what do you think of candy's outfit i really like candy's outfit like i feel like high school tommy was into like the tomboy type and this is like she's like the classic backwards hat that's always a good look i would say like get rid of the compression shorts bike biker shorts like hide those and then if you just had the shorts there i think it would be a little better but i i, I like it I love this look. I think it's... I, I agree with Tommy, though. I think that compression shorts are a little weird. I feel like it makes sense if you're wearing a skirt to do compression shorts underneath. I don't know why she needs them with, with the, the shorts. Love these shorts. The cuffed, like, pant... I love a cuffed pant leg. And I love the chunky belt. Oh, my goodness. Like, I feel like this... These shorts specifically, people would wear nowadays. I also am a fan of a backwards hat look. I think, uh, like, I like I like the long, straight hair with the backwards cap. Because, yes, it is pretty sporty looking. But she's also, like, making it very feminine by tying the shirt in the front. Um, and she has, like, kind of, like, a graphic tee underneath. I really, really like this outfit um tommy we need to decide who the winner is between uh between topanga between morgan and candy here who are you vibing with the best which outfit do you think is the most 90s man you know i don't think i can pick the middle round again uh <laughs> i feel like more 90s Hmm. Not what I like better, but you have what to I think, think yeah, you have 90s. to use, yeah. Sometimes Sarah and I like to skirt the line and be like, well, we just love this outfit, so it wins. But like, we try to just pick the one that is like the most reminiscent of the 90s for that category. Yeah. I think it's Candy's outfit for me. I think that's classic. I think 90s. so too. I was going to go in that direction. I think a high waisted pant with a chunky belt, it like screams 90s to me. And I think the backwards hat, honestly, was like a huge thing in the 90s too. I don't know if I'm misremembering that. But I'm fairly certain it was. So I agree. Candy is the winner. Good job, Candy. Next up, we have the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. Um, I have my first nomination. Um, Daddy. It's, it's not a surprise that we're thirsty on this podcast. We have uh, Mr. Turner in his white tank top, his black pants belted um, with his his arms it's just his arms that's it that's all i have to say uh jess what do you think of mr <sighs> turner's outfit notice i did choose this outfit before he put on one of I the mean, shirts obviously obviously yeah. i would have like raked you over the coals had you not included this outfit in fashion hour zaddy 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 what more is there to say zaddy turner Zaddy and all over the place. He always has the black jeans on, which I do think are pretty uh, timeless. And a tank top is definitely timeless. It's just like masculine energy radiates off of this man. I appreciate this outfit. Tommy, what do you think? 
Yeah, uh, Zaddy Turner is here, and I, I want to believe that this wasn't in the script. Like, he was like, guys, how about I just have my shirt off? It'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a that was like a Turner choice. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him. We haven't seen him without any shirt, right, Jess? No, he's always had. He's mm. always been clothed. Yeah, maybe that'll Damn. be lucky us in the future. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll be lucky one day. Yeah. Uh, next up, I have our, you know, Jess, we've done Fashion Hour for about maybe like 30-something podcasts. Yeah. And I've never done a joint. You had to, a, though. This this A joint yeah. uh, collaboration or a joint effort. Like a couple. I have yeah, I, for you yeah. a Frankie and Joey joint Um uh, nomination. This is their initial preppy outfit when they are following Eric. So we have both Frankie and Joey in like very like close to matching outfits. They both have the light khakis. They both have the salmon pink shirts. They both have the cardigans wrapped around the shoulders. Um, Frankie chose a like a light blue sweater while Joey chose like a sage green sweater. Frankie went with brown shoes while um, Frank, wait, Frankie chose black shoes while Joey chose brown shoes, but it's pretty much a matching outfit. Um, uh, Tommy, what do you think of our first joint nomination? It looks like they're trying to like break into a country club. Uh, (laughs) Their newest scam. And, And like Frankie, his his sweater is so big it almost looks like a shawl like it looks like it's like not even a sweater at this point um (laughs) i do love it though like it's just it is an iconic look i remember like once once i started watching this it came back to me like okay i remember this because it was it was a pretty funny moment um but yeah i mean it's a weird look for them is my one thing yeah, it definitely looks, like, out of place on them, which is, like, the comedy of it all, right? Um, I really i am not a big fan of salmon, like, as a color in general. I think it's just kind of strange. But I do see how this could be, like, timeless. Like, you could walk into a country club right now and five guys are wearing this exact same fucking outfit. So mm-hmm. I totally get it. And I, I think that if we're going to have a, a time for a couple to be nominated for their outfits, like, this is this is the time. This is the time to break the rules and, you know, set a different precedent here. Uh, so I think, I think it's very funny. I think it's a, a silly look. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, last up, we have... Vader, Frankie's dad in his wrestling outfit. Um actually you can see him wearing a WCW United States Heavyweight Championship belt which um apparently in real life was won on December 27th, 1994. However, his title was vacated on the 20 March 25th, 1995, a month before this episode aired. So I guess like this dude's a wrestler in real life and maybe he actually won this belt, but um the the it was no longer a title to be won when this episode aired. But he's wearing um a I don't know, like a wrestling outfit. It's like skin tight, uh it's like red, purple, and black. He has the big belly, he has these like little like leather um gloves, some red boots. Uh Tommy as a wrestling fan? What do you think about this outfit? 
Yeah, I, I will say I, I'm kind of surprised, like, the, the amount of color it, it, it ha- he has. I feel like they kind of portray him as, like, rough and tough, and maybe he would just have, have just a, a straight black uh, singlet, but instead... He, he has a little more curly. Maybe that's the Leslie coming out, you know? Like, the bottom is the Vader, but then the top is the Leslie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that has to be it. Jess, what do you think? I think this is a very funny outfit, especially because it's, like, it, like, almost covers his nipples, but, it like, doesn't quite. And it's so strange to me that it's, like, it looks like it's stretched just, like, a little bit too much. Like, he wore, like, one size too small or something. Um, but yeah, I do see this as like a, a typical type of wrestling ensemble, if you will. Um, but the hair is a a weird choice to me. He has like the it looks like he took a buzzer and buzzed like the sides of his head and then the very top of his head and left like two strips of hair. Very odd. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a choice. It's interesting. It's a cho- choices. Um, so Tommy, who is your winner? For the Man. Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. I think I gotta go with our duo here. I think they, they have the timeless. We could see that in a country club right now. We could see them. We could see Frankie and Joey hanging out in a uh, in a country club now. So normally I would give this to Turner, but I do agree. I feel like it's iconic that we have a duo in the Fashion Awards, so we have to just give it up to them because it is a very funny, funny ensemble for them to be in. So I agree. Let's give it to Frankie Joey as a duo. Yay. So congratulations to Candy and to Frankie and Joey for winning the awards this week. Uh, Very prestigious awards, (laughs) as always. Um, we love to see it. Yes, we absolutely do. Uh, this is really great. These were sort of like two decent episodes. To I feel like I like them more coming away from the podcast than I did like after I watched them, which is always nice. You know what I mean? That's I liked why I liked the podcast because you can kind of like talk through everything, joke about some of the ridiculous things that happen, like the fact that Feeney's classroom is the same as Turner's, and then you kind of come away from it liking the episodes a bit more. Um, thank you for coming on, Tommy. Where can people find you if they want to catch you on other podcasts? What do you have going on? Yeah, so uh, like you said at the top, I do have two podcasts because I'm a crazy person who can't sit still. And so I do the Nets Declassified podcast that's Declassified Survivor Guide. And you can find us on the Twitter. Uh, I believe it's DSG. Is that how it is? Declassified? Yeah. And then... Uh, then you can find my other podcast, Stark Wars, which is a Marvel and Star Wars podcast. We're uh, talking about Bad Batch right now, mm-hmm. and that's exciting over there. And uh, other than that, you, if you want to follow just regular old me, Tommy's Tidbits. That's my Twitter. Oh, that's so. a good Twitter handle. Giving you all the tidbits you never thought you wanted. You have so <laughs> many nicknames. <laughs> I just realized. It's like Touchdown Tommy. Tommy's Tidbits. Tommy the Tommy. <laughs> so many so many ways to play. dropkick tommy yeah. <laughs> dropkick yeah that's my new favorite dropkick dropkick tommy. tommy that's my favorite yeah ranch tommy tommy loves ranch all of those things wonderful how's the ranch going it's good you know i i i love how random people will just send me ranch things now on my twitter <laughs> i appreciate being updated like someone said they're gonna buy me ranch leggings which like i will wear with pride <laughs> if i get those I didn't even know those existed that's fantastic I love that for you. Yeah. How is yeah. the uh, state of Buffalo doing with this, uh, not state, but city? Town? <laughs> city. How is the city of Buffalo doing with uh, your 
your hot uh, takes are no no well, buffalo dis- disloyalty no buffalo is the he one said that, that he yeah Wait, Tommy, didn't you say that you only use blue cheese on wings? Because that's a Buffalo thing, right? Yeah, so yes. he's with the town of Buffalo. It's everybody else that disagrees with Buffalo. Yeah. Mm. I was just a bad ranch stand in the moment where I was right. trying to. That's how you <laughs> lost the entire thing. Those are your roots, though. Like, I feel like if you were from anywhere else, it. then I would, like, agree that you can't be the ranch stand. But you're from Buffalo, where no. it's, like, sacrilege to put ranch no. on your yeah. wings. Deny, deny, deny. It's all about the W. <laughs> it's like I think I think ranch is better, but it's more yeah. It's it's, it's a loyalty. It's like I yeah, have to I get do it. blue cheese. Because if I was of you, it. I'd be like, I did not have food relations with that buffalo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about it, but then I'm like, what if there's like one or two buffalo people and they out me to the entire city? Am I allowed yeah. back in buffalo? Oh, yeah, no, that would have been. A I have a huge question issue. for you, Tommy. Seeing as you're from Buffalo. Do you prefer a wing that has bones or the boneless? I, you got to have the bones. Thank you. It's not a wing if you don't have bones. It's a fucking chicken nugget. What are you doing with your life? I it's agree. a nugget, 100%. Yeah. yeah you, you, need, like, you need that work. Hold on. The drums or the flat bits? I am a drummer. I'm a drummer, but... I do like the flat bits because you can have more fun with them. Like, I can do it. What I've are you the, doing? I have, what are you doing? You lost me. with your wings? <laughs> you lost me. Fun wing guy Tommy. You can Tommy. find us on shit90spod at... <laughs> no, I'm just joking. You can have... What are you, you doing with your wings, Tommy? Yeah, what are you doing? With, with the flat, you can do it in one bite. You can, like... If you get good enough, Ooh, you can... Oh, no, yeah. no, no. I don't do that. I don't do that. See, I'm, I'm a flat bitch. I don't really care for the drums that much, but it works out. This is the thing. Okay, so you know how I met your mother? It's like, oh, there's the olive theory. You have to find the person that likes olives because you don't like olives. No. No. Wrong. The correct thing is you need to find your correct match for buffalo wings. Find yourself a person who likes the drumsticks... If you like the flats and vice versa. My husband likes the drumsticks. I prefer a flat. Wow. Match made in heaven. That's Iconic. Perfect. It is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Wow. Uh, Sarah, what do we have coming up? Tell the tell the listeners what's going on on, on these parts. Uh, so if you did not hear our podcast with Grace Leader on a league of their own, we are hashtag doing some playing some Mayball. Um, no, that's messed not that up. it. Uh, swinging into May. Well, you could also um, say hashtag Mayball, but you have to say it like hashtag Mayball, like play Mayball. Ball. Yes, Mayball. Okay, hashtag Mayball. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a great time with Grace talking about a League of Their Own. We also have a podcast coming up. I think we can um, really say what it is now. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, a couple people have guessed, but it is. I mean, if you've been following us for a while, you know that Jess and I have some contention over the movie Sandlot because Jess is a stan on Sandlot. Mm-hmm. She loves to talk about it. She used to, in our first season, she literally brought up Sandlot in every single podcast. Because they talk about baseball all the time, Sarah. It was really annoying. So I was always like, God, Jess, like, did you write Sandlot? So ever since then, we've had it on the docket that we were going to cover Sandlot. It's finally time. I've been digging my feet in the mud about this but it's finally time and we are having the amazing the spectacular Will Afferty on the pod um, Mm -hmm. to cover it with us Uh, Jessica's husband if you do not know who Will Afferty is um, but I am um, mildly looking forward to it (laughs) 
It's going to be great. Here's the thing. The only uncomfortable bits is going to be that I had a huge crush on Benny the Jet when I was a child. Like, formative mm-hmm. for me. One of my childhood yeah. crushes, Benny the Jet from Sandlot. So that might be uncomfortable right. for Will, but he's going to have to get over that. Yeah. Very I pumped. Mean, very excited. Yeah. This is, like, kind of the first movie that we're watching that was, like, that's, like, your pick yes. versus what my pick is. Or, like, or it's, it's something first... most of the movies either Sarah has seen or both of us have seen. It's rare that right. we get one that I have seen and Sarah has not. So really pumped for that. Can't, can't, cannot wait to cover that one coming up. Yeah. So stay tuned. So, yeah, that will be coming out on the 22nd, I think. But we're recording it on the 16th so look out for question thread Mm -hmm. coming up really soon um and then aside from that normally like you know like our boy meets world comes out thursdays dawson's creek come out comes out on uh, mondays um fucking this up great (laughs) it's fine it works it's fine it's fine (laughs) shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram shit 90s pod at gmail.com um Send us in a five-star review if you're being friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, only if you're being friendly. If you're feeling spicy, then revisit us in a week. On a better day. <laughs> yes. On a day when you're in a better mood. Yes. Uh, no, this was great. We have so much exciting stuff coming up. We were already starting to plan stuff for the next month as well, which I'm also very, very pumped about. So uh, keep listening, um, and we will talk to you all next week. Thank you, Tommy, so much again for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. This was so much fun. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, guys. (laughs) And we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.